Welcome back. Crush a lot podcast. I'm your boy Cheese. Sometimes you just gotta call your boy and talk shit. Sometimes you just gotta <laughs> do that. So you know. Thanks. I had to call my my main guy. The 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 blesser of all blessers. <laughs> You're the the dead shot money shot. <laughs> Sir, Love Day is here. Sir Love Day, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I can't complain. I'm not frozen. I don't have COVID. I'm good. I'm chilling. And we haven't talked. Well, we talk here and there, but we haven't talked talk in a while. I haven't seen each Facts. other in a while. Mm-hmm. And I noticed you got something very special in your chin that I have not seen. This is mm-hmm. like, I, I, I don't want to disrespect it by saying it's a rat's tail, but mm-hmm. it's twisty kind of thing. Like if your beard has a ponytail in the front, if you right. reserve for a mullet in the back, now mm-hmm. it's in the front. Mm-hmm. This is the new trend in your side of Brooklyn? No, no. See, this is this is what a man who cares about the luxurious texture of his beard does to protect his beard. You see, it's a protective style. You gotta you gotta understand this is this is how you prepare your beard for that long night of sleep. So you don't wake up and your beard's been ruffled and tuffled and tangled up amongst itself. Your beard has been laid in a luxurious twist that keeps its form. I've heard that the longer your beard is that better it is for the health of it. Now yes. I, me myself I had a very long beard for a mm-hmm. while and then uh mm-hmm. I was having like COVID issues in terms of like the mask not being properly where it needed to be <laughs> and I had to make a life choice. <laughs> yes. a little bit and I'm hoping it could go back to magnanimous viewing pleasure. Um mm-hmm. but I accept your challenge, and I, I'm going to get twisty in the front and see if we can just <laughs> make a photo shoot. <laughs> there you go. That's the key. And I'm still waiting for my Hillary Duff, mm. the JJ scented candles to be made by someone, and no one has stepped up to the challenge. Yeah. No Hillary's doing a little too well right now. You gotta, you gotta shoot a little lower on the list. You gotta shoot somebody who's still battling some drug problems, somebody who's not, not quite in the TV show, somebody who's has still just trying to make it off of thirty thousand off of residual checks. Like you gotta get somebody in that range. I can't think of one that that I can't think of one besides Hillary Duff. Fair enough. Let's see if I can think of one throughout the show. Saying that, I wanted to mm-hmm. talk to you because, um, you know, we talk about random things here, and one of the, I was going through Twitter, hell, just 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 going through the stuff, and I saw someone post something of um, regarding uh, an old performance from Odd Future on the Jimmy Fallon mm-hmm. show, and I remember that one. That had to be like ten years ago, so yeah. you know went down the, the memory lane and, and put it on and, and saw it and realized what was sandwiches being why is that song on the airwaves Jimmy Jimmy <laughs> and his uh 
I don't know if they really listen to these songs when they put them on TV, but it had me thinking like, man, how much right. that was an odd future mark at one point. What was what's your <laughs> what's your history um with odd future and just that whole period, that whole time when they were out and they seemed to be everywhere? Yeah, I think uh my introduction came like a lot of people's introduction through Tyler, uh through the infamous cockroach eating scene uh from this music video for goblin uh that was kind of like the first like oh what who is this what is this this is what happened what was happening here uh i don't know if i'm supposed to be seeing this um sort of moment uh which i super enjoyed uh but i was just mesmerized by the sound of the beat um and then by the intent of the video uh and the way it was shot and then just listening to his lyrics i was like okay so this is a dude who admires rap from a perspective of he likes mcs who get lyrical um but he also likes oddity he also likes being out there he's gonna walk the line of decency and indecent and doing way too much to to a purpose to a point all right i can check these folks out and then from there it was like all right who are the rest of these guys who are the rest of these guys and then you saw them kind of blow up and you saw them get you know the tv show the, all the sort of explosion of who these guys were and that's where it started to become for me i started to feel like damn odd future seems to be more about this presence and this idea of who they are and what they represent. And I wasn't getting much, at least from people, like the response of people, the way they related to them, it seemed to be more about their image and who they represented and what they were about, uh, their personalities. And it seemed to be less about the music. And that was the, the first bit that started to really like kind of make me go, all right, I need to back up a little bit from even paying attention to these guys activities and i'm just gonna listen out for music because <laughs> i don't want to be swept up in some fan craze oh look at his he's this kind of person and i just love his person i hate all of that cult of personality stuff people get obsessed about some celebrities perceived personality traits and character traits like you don't know these people <laughs> okay you mm. don't know <laughs> You have no idea what they're like in their private lives. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the, the jump off and seeing all of that. I kind of pulled back and was like, I'm going to just focus on their music and just really, you know, enjoy the albums, listen to this stuff, listen to Tyler's stuff, listening to Earl, uh, Earl Sweatshirt stuff, uh, listening to the internet and then Sid's solo stuff. Um, but I've been rocking with them since then really enjoying the music and i've been trying my best um as as you know and as fans of the show know um i i seem to be the the guy who capes for these weirdo rappers who, you do <laughs> who people are like i don't know if i mess with them they seem a little odd from mf doom may he rest in peace <laughs> to tyler the creator to even royce at his weird times um, and on through all these different types of dudes, even the super underground guys who are just nice and just don't get the recognition they deserve. Guys like Fonte, it's like little brother, guys like Elzai. 
Um, even Anderson Pack, who I've been a big supporter of, you know, since his uh, no worries days with knowledge. I'm that guy who's screaming for these weirdos. <laughs> and I'm just hoping people are paying attention that these guys make actually really good music. Yeah, it was such an interesting time uh, uh, dating ourselves. It might be 10, 11 years ago when that whole Austrian fandom really started being everywhere. And I was kind of sort of aware of them before Tyler's big video landmark thing. I kind of like not necessarily by looking for them, but just, you know, just being a hip hop head and kind of fumbling through it and, you know, uh, being around people who were into that kind of sound, um, which I was more foreign to. Um, it was a very, it, you know, it, it, it traveled from the West side over. It wasn't like a smooth transition, but the power of the internet was well used by them is one of the things that really gave this idea that independent artists could really gain a following through their own kind of campaign of how they mastered the internet and, uh, you know, and our future was big time trollers, never really kind of serious about anything, never mm-hmm. really trying to make, I'm going to be the best presenter. I'm going to be the best interview. They weren't about that. They were about creating a moment and a buzz, even if it would seem odd to us. It was like the really the early, early, early forms of, of like trolling and just goofy, like immature behavior. And uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people resonated with that. And uh, I had to be like around 30 when that sound come, come, came out. So I wasn't necessarily connecting to it in that way. But it, yeah. what it did remind me of was like the Tony Hawk pro skater days when that mm-hmm. kind of punk rock movement, this is us against them, DYI kind of movement. It, it reminded me a lot of the Our Future movement. Remind me so much of just the punk rock anti-establishment sound that it eventually resonated with me in that way because that's who I am in nature. That's who you are in nature as well. We are very anti-everything, um, especially uh, me with, with a lot of things. But I think with with them, it's like, okay, this is something that's theirs and unique. So it was interesting and obviously that that video was was very uh grabbing and 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 it held you there and his Tyler's voice uh yeah. that growl that he has was unique and it made me just curious um about odd future and the more i dived in the more i realized they're crazy like they're out yeah. their mind young energy la vibes this is what they do in la this is what they do to pass the time and it was just a bunch of young, talented people hanging out and just being themselves and and learning how to be young adults in the world and having something that's theirs. And that's how it came out to me, but it was very punk rock to me. So it took me a second to really be fully on board, but mm-hmm. that spirit was there from the beginning and that creative spirit, like do-it-yourself kind of style. Um, yeah. And that's one of the great things about hip hop once it has time to marinate in a culture, right? When you first get it in a in cultures that are, you know, not native to it, when they first get it, and I don't mean just cultures, but I mean just locales, right? 
in this community, in this area, when it receives hip hop and starts uh, embodying and it starts living hip hop through their specific area, their specific region, the first off you get is kind of copycat stuff, right? Early, even early West Coast, Dr. Dre was just like, I'm going to try and imitate what those East Coast guys are making, right? And then after a while, after some time of trying to imitate them, then you start kind of finding yourself. And you start kind of figuring out how to use that medium to not retell what they're doing and not imitate what they're doing or be a costume of them, but to really start expressing yourself. And that was one of the great things about Odd Future is it was like, here's hip hop. It's still 100% hip hop, but it's not coming from kids from impoverished New York City. It's not coming from kids from impoverished Detroit or these are some kids who some of them are in fairly decent situations these are some middle class kids right who aren't bottom feeding they aren't really struggling they aren't dying to get by having peanut butter scoops for dinner having syrup sandwiches to get by having sleep for dinner these are kids who are actually pretty all right but they still have their struggles and they have their lives and they have something to express and something to tell and you saw and it really came across that here's a different perspective and it brought really good music. And it reminded us hip hop doesn't have to always be about yeah. selling drugs and shooting it people. It, I didn't, it, there was no was drug, I'm gonna kill you kind of East Coast kind of leanings to it. There was no like G Funk leanings in there either. There was something new, which is always what I love about hip hop is just, yeah. and I'm still waiting for like what that new thing is. It's a, it was exciting to hear these synths, these modulators, these new sound um, production that Tyler and Left Brain were really bringing to the sound. It was different. It was unique. It was. It definitely mm-hmm. felt LA in terms of just how spacey it was. But it was. It was interesting because it also had elements of of like darkness that was there that I you know yeah. we, we gravitate towards. Um, and it was really dealing with some of the more okay or started to be okay topics in just in mainstream America, a mental illness, um, uh, teenage angst, uh, pills, which is like, you know, the stoner culture, um, skateboarding for, for minority folks, which was still surprisingly taboo, even during those times was fully embracing even being they were also like fashion trendsetters in their own way this this kind of this yeah, shuffled sure. look that they have was very popular there was this more there was this this fellowship that was there that was mm-hmm. that was more centered around that that happened to have all these entities in there not all of them making music but all of them right. being in the space to to create it's just it just felt like a bunch of creatives that didn't make the Glee Club getting together after school. Mm-hmm. That's how it felt like to right. me. For me in particular, the the for me in particular, the two one the two people in that collective that really resonated with me, or at least I was very interested in and kept up with. It wasn't Tyler. Actually, mm-hmm. like Tyler's voice in his production, I can you know he's clearly the leader, but I never thought of him of being like a tremendous MC that made like he wasn't saying anything that I would as an older gentleman 
would want to hear. I think there was things there that I love that he did for the audience that I could see young people because we work with young people really really be around them from all types of backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So their big their big fan base is is white. Let's let's be clear. They had a white fan base. Yeah, um like everybody. So, yeah. Like most hip hop listeners, <laughs> right. is true. At least the buying <laughs> audience. Um right. so it wasn't he wasn't like the lyrical person for me. He had some mm-hmm. more shocking moments and and later his music has been more re- refined. But early on it was always Earl and it was always Haji and it was always mm-hmm. Amo Genesis. Like for me, those were the MCs and they all gave me something mm-hmm. different. But particularly Earl, especially on his um mixtape Earl, I mm-hmm. was uh, I think he was like seventeen when that came out, or when he put it out, seventeen, eighteen, early, early. I was like mm-hmm. this 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 guy is is it for me like it wasn't like just because uh not it for me just in our future but like outside of our future as well just like as a someone who likes lyrics and someone who likes voice and someone who likes that kind of progression style he he just hit it for me in a way that was Mm -hmm. that was smart articulate like and clever he wasn't saying anything for me as a a 30-year-old would find fascinating, but the way he would, you could tell he had a master of the language. You could tell he was raised around uh, parents that had the, the art of language and and, right. and uh, all those things that you could kind of just was there. But I, I just feel mm-hmm. like his wordplay and his delivery and his voice in that mixtape was so good. Um, and it, it, I, I'm not going to co- compare it to Ilmatic because that's it's not at that level, but <laughs> I felt the same excitement. Like I want to hear more. Yeah. I was tell, tell artists like, if you want, if if the end of the album, I want to hear more. You did something well, and I was just wanting mm-hmm. more um, from him. And and same thing with Haji. Haji never really released anything that made me feel. Oh, but it, like as a like as a featured MC and a side piece of some of the other. Yeah. Foil for like Tyler stuff that was great and Damo, no no idols with Alchemist is like one of the best mixtape releases, period. Um, so like there's there's some really good gems in there in the early catalog. Was there an MC or project that really like grabbed you that was like this is, this is this is some dope shit right here. Yeah, um, well, I mean, I I messed with the whole crew. Um, and I was I was enjoying everybody, but I definitely did lean a bit towards Earl and Tyler early on because there's something there was just something special to me about Tyler's delivery and his perspectives that he was bringing on songs. You know, you can do sort of shock value stuff, but there was something in the way he was talking about. The stuff he was talking about. Sure, there were those moments where he would just be like, you know, I'm I'm gonna rape this person in the bathroom of the, you know, like all right, all right, I get it. You know, you really liked Eminem. We all did. Go ahead, have fun. Um, but there were those other moments when you're like, he's getting real low key introspective right now, and I don't think people would notice just how deep he's getting into his psyche on this line or two here. That was crazy. And I kind of looked for the for those moments. And then, of course, Wolf came and I was like, hmm, this is 
a real glimpse into this mind real quick. This is this guy's got some there's something here. There's something about the construction of those songs that yeah. it gives you like Yeah, you're like this guy can write, this guy sees music in a in a different way. And I would have never thought then that he's as melodic and uh, obsessed with harmonies and chords um, and chord progressions as he is. But looking back now in hindsight, you could say, okay, yeah, there's some glimpses there that would tell you that. But at the time it was just like, this dude is doing something different and special. And the sort of hip hop we were getting at that time was very different from a mainstream perspective. Um, the stuff we were getting around that time, the mainstream line of things, we were just getting a, a very small p- pitch of of content, the same sort of subjects and the same perspective on those subjects, pretty much all that was out there. And so just the fact that he was doing these things in this way, and it wasn't just Eminem doing it, right? It wasn't just... Uh, it wasn't just Eminem doing it. It wasn't just Elzai doing it. It wasn't just these guys who are super, super, duper hyper lyrical, who are just looking for an excuse to test their skills, who are taking the time to do all these complicated subject matters and things. But it's this kid who really isn't all that super lyrical with it. But he's super insightful with it. And his word choices are really nice. And it just comes across and he delivers a lot of emotion, emotion with those lines really well even though half the time the primary emotion might be anger but he still delivers that emotion across and that was really what clicked for me and i was like yeah this dude there's something here this guy's got something and now years later we we can only now look back and see just how much of an impact that they had as a collective you know on the whole entire stream of music and music uh industry and how artists expect their careers or look for things to happen i mean people wish they could have the sort of impact that odd future had as a collective and were able to touch as many things as they could touch out of that group you have television you have film and film scoring you have uh soundtracks to films yeah you have uh fashion you have clothing labels and clothing collaborations um with very big brands you have modeling you you have so much that's coming out of this one group that kind of became the thing that every other rap crew wanted to do afterwards and 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 musicianship like oh for sure real musicians like you know Matt Martian, Steve Lacey, Frank Ocean. Yeah. I like when you look at the lineup now, like individually, and 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 go back to that they all started around each other or were in the group at one point to where they are mm-hmm. now. It's it's we can't lose the fact that this is the starting point to where some of these MCs and and R&B artists and artists are they're just trendsetters they're relevant they they have lasting power they're here and and it's they there needs to be i don't i don't i don't hear enough i'm sure it's there i'm not, maybe i'm not looking but it's like our future really did move the needle tremendously 
the last 10 years. And I think because they have such a unique sound that it's hard to classify. I think this is a classifying issue or two um, as well, mm-hmm. where people don't, you know, is it hip hop? Is it this? And they don't know what it is. I, I think they don't give it its due process and its due respect in the landscape of hip hop, period. And I think, I don't think they care, um, but it's always, right. a, it's always a, a, a weird thing where it's because we can't, count. it has so many other elements to it, funk, pop, synth, rock that it's hard to kind of um put it in a in a real traditional hip-hop sense and i think that's what's great about hip-hop i think people lose that when they're talking about odd future and just unique uh music but you know let's run down the list like you got frank ocean you know Mm -hmm. one of the most highly sought after r&b he's in in enigmatic um he's mysterious but you know orange is great one of my favorite r&b's album period um, unique, um, forward-thinking, creative, and everything after that is not a traditional album from him. Not nothing really is. So I can see why it could be hit or miss with people, but it's usually just this creative, these creative ideas. But the talent is there, great live performer, and that's one thing I love about Our Future too. Like maybe it wasn't there in the early days, but being uh, like queer friendly. And being like ambassadors yeah. of that, because a lot of the crew is is like pansexual and things like that, mm-hmm. is is one of the most endearing things about this group. Is like it really yeah. is one of the things that makes them strong and 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 just you want to cheer for them. But then you know Frank Ocean to Tyler, both of them Grammy award winning artists in their own right. Who would have thought of that when they're especially Tyler with all the crazy stuff he was mm-hmm. doing? Earl Sweatshirt is like a, is one of the most revered MCs. Um you could talk about album length and you know quality of work um but like yeah. from bar it's it's there. Um Sid the Kid, the internet, they're amazing and yeah. who and, and Sid was just like the house DJ. Like and even that <laughs> was like a bevy of of like talent and grooming and and, and, and music ship that was there. And, and you know, it, it's, it's when you just stop and look at the whole roster and see what they've been doing individually and where they, where they are is, it's kind of overwhelming. There's a lot of vinyl to buy. Yeah. I mean, I think we, to be clear, no, they don't get the credit they deserve because none of, nobody gets the credit they deserve. You know, if we if we want to keep it really, really real, the most influential artists from in hip hop right now, the two people who probably have the most on their shoulders for what's going on in hip hop in the last ten years would probably be like Lil Wayne and Kanye, right? But who the heck wants to sit around and be like, let's spend two days praising Lil Wayne and Kanye? They make it kind of hard. They make it it yeah, hard. it's it's a little tough to want to sit around and ask, particularly right now. They've both kind of jumped off a cliff that nobody wants to follow behind. But if we're honest, we'd have to admit, when we look around at the little babies and the young thugs and the gunna and the, this person and that person and that person and this person, pretty much 80% of all of the rappers who are out now owe 90% of their look, their style, the things that they talk about and the way they talk about it to Lil Wayne. And for the guys who aren't like them, the guys who are the the drakes to everybody else 
in, in hip hop who are doing that side of things, and they owe a lot of what they're doing to Kanye. The guys who are out here doing fashion labels and are doing designs with this one and that one, yeah, they owe a lot of that to Kanye. But who wants to sit around and give Kanye his flowers right now? We respect him, but right now it's a little tough, and it's that much worse when you have a group like Odd Future who has a bunch of people. So it's a little bit harder to pinpoint what they were doing. And uh, particularly the leader of the crew has some really, really messed up stuff going on early on in his career, saying some really, really messed up things. And as positive as they may be now, as far as supporting uh, all sorts of gender expressions, all sorts of sexuality uh, expressions and views and, and, and lifestyles, that doesn't mean that people are ready to forget <laughs> all of the times that Tyler has called somebody a faggot and said, I'm going to kill this friend or rape this one or this, you know, they're not he ready to let to, that go. He wanted to kill Bruno Mars and I was okay yes. with that. Yeah, he, I, was, I was cool with it too, but <laughs> not everyone is ready to let it go that he said some of the stuff he said, even with the sort of crazy thing that we that people love to do the moment that somebody does attack um someone else for their sexuality when we just love to immediately go well they're because they're gay secretly because they're gay that's why they call someone gay even though people were ready to do that to tyler and now when there's actual things in his songs to say okay maybe he is maybe he really truly was now they want to sh- and be like don't don't mention the fact that we were just dragging him for saying what he said all those months ago. People are quiet on that. Nonetheless, people don't want to give credit where credit is due. And it's a very complicated thing to define who the real credit for stuff goes to because while they were doing their thing and blowing up and really doing all of these wonderful, cool, crazy things that were going on, yeah, there were other guys who were involved in stuff like that too, right? There there's always somebody else who's done that thing that you've done before you, <laughs> you know, you can, just like we said, Little Wayne, but Little Wayne isn't the first rapper with gold in his mouth, right? He's not the first rapper with diamond teeth. He's not the first rapper with uh, tattoos on his face and bandanas and talking about gang life. Sure, that's what a bunch of rappers now do. And he just happened to be the one who did it the biggest, the baddest, the most successfully, put the biggest spotlight on it. There are people before him. So it's a little complicated to talk about the credit, but we can at least talk about the respect that we feel they deserve. And Odd Future definitely deserves a ton of respect uh, for not just where they are now, um, because they are in a great place, right? Everybody's producing good music. Everybody out the crew is doing and, something. And, and to be clear, you know, it's not like they're associating themselves as Odd Future because that kind of dissolved. But yeah, exactly. This is the spawn, like they did, you know the what it produced, what the crew pushed everybody to do as creatives. Right. There, there's, there's no odd future today, but those people who were a part of that, right, they're all putting out great music right now. Uh, they have all shown incredible growth from where they were when we first learned of them as odd future, right? They're miles away from there. They're incredible. Um, and they all have are, are producing so much great work and the most positive energy out there. You know, one of the things that I loved about the internet, right, their last album, 
is that all of the messages on the album were just full of all of this love and positivity and acceptance and care, you know, songs like it it gets better. Trust me, I just want you to know it gets better. Like, this is great. This is wonderful and beautiful, particularly since you were, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, the same people were on stage with a guy who just said, and I'm a blow up the car that that faggot bomb is in and i'm gonna like <laughs> they were just on stage with that guy a couple years back and now they're like all right seriously but now that we're here and we're, we're honest <sighs> we love you all just please hug each other show someone's no love today language and i'm not gonna i'm not excusing it because you know how in our line of work we don't but mm-hmm. They took their day-to-day language and brought it into the booth, mm-hmm. and it and it doesn't translate if you don't speak that language, that lexicon, that slang. It just it just doesn't. I'm not saying it's good or wrong, bad or good, but you know, outside of here, that's off the mic. Mm-hmm. When I'm not the clock, my mouth is is lethal, <laughs> lethal, and because I'm I'm this, you know there's there's street corner meat. You know, mm-hmm. and I don't put that on the show. I don't put that work. But like, you put me around the right people. If you didn't know me, you'd be like, "What did he just?" <laughs> yep, because that's my language. That's my, right. that's, you know. But I do think young people who have that angst just don't care about it. this. Is who we are. Um, but ten years later, there's uh, a maturation process, and you can hear it in the sign and the way they think and the way they do things. It's an interesting ride. That's just what it is to be fans of people. It's like they're going to change. They're going to do things. And especially when you ca- catch on early to our future, it's interesting where they are in 2001. You know, they're mm-hmm. Grammy Award winning. They're trendsetters. They're highly sought after. And they're like real musicians. It's like, yeah. uh, you know, I'm sure they do their Fruity Loops and all that stuff. But, you know, big <laughs> thing. And, and Tyler can rap. And he does pop, apparently, now. And then mm-hmm. there's a you know, Earl is a poet in in many regards, and and Frank Ocean is is a visionary, and and all these things shouldn't work, but they do, and and it's great to see. And so I'm, you yeah. know, I'm glad that we could talk about our future because I'm a our future ho, and and I, <laughs> and I love my Earl mixtape. I love my No Idols. I love my <laughs> OF uh, mixtape one with the one with the donut, Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. You know, nostalgic. Yeah. Uh, Nostalgic Ultra is amazing. I got the vinyl um, of it. That's mm-hmm. that album is amazing. Orange is, a, is amazing. The internet's amazing. Sid Solo the debut was also great. Yeah. Um, Steve Lacey stuff and yep, uh, Martian stuff is, 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 is also good. And that's like you talk about eight artists at least right there. And I don't you know Damo Genesis had a good run. I, I still love Left Brain and Haji. They're not doing as much of Metal yeah. Hype stuff but that even the mellow hype stuff was great you know as well and the mm-hmm. jet set to jet set tomorrow group or whatever the, you call it they were great too right, so, right. Like, there mm-hmm. was like they just were like amazing so you know i want to take the episode to just tip my hat to them and if you haven't listened to anything on future just go you know dig in the catalog there's something there for everybody if you want bars go to you know yeah. Pearl sweatshirt damo haji if you want like tyler tyler it, yeah, Tyler I was, uh, look, I'm gonna keep throwing Tyler name in the hat because I feel he don't get the credit he deserves as a rapper. That boy is nice. 
He is nice as an MC. He's a he's a he's, he's a, dead but nice I, as albums, an MC. You know what I love? His albums are true albums. From beginning to end, yeah. everything makes sense. Everything is coordinated. Everything is like stylistically that he and he does all of it. And he does yeah. all of it. So I don't want to hear this shit about no fucking Khaled. Fucking no. That motherfucker does shit. He buys verses. He buys beats. That's what he does. He ain't doing shit. He's not doing anything. Yeah. You don't got to give him credit. Give Tyler mm-hmm. his Grammy. See, every note he played. Every part he wrote. So it, they're not on the same level. I don't want to get into yeah. that other whole fucking tangent. Yeah. If you want to love day. Tyler. Tyler's verses on Fre- Freddie Gibbs' last album and on okay, Conway's no. last album. Yeah, he's got verses yeah, on nice. on a song on each of theirs. Monster. And don't forget, they, they have hip hop shows are almost never fun. Mm-hmm. Hip hop artists are not good concerts. Mm-hmm. Just Typical. not. I've been in to enough to know. That they're not necessarily good experiences. Yeah. But our future ones are insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're great performers. They're great performers. And and they don't they have their own concert series too? Don't they got a camp? Oh uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Camp flock now. So, you know, they <laughs> come back to yeah. me when anyone else is doing that. Yeah. And also the, and this is see now it's gonna turn into a, a, a super hype session for them because we're slurping and burping. We're slurping. Yeah, I and mean, burping. we got to keep it real. Like freaking. If I could give a- Steve Lacy, Steve Lacy is is a incredible musician, and on this last album, Steve Lacy and and Tyler and. Sid, they deserve some real credit for the balls to come out and do some of the stuff that they did, particularly Steve Lacey, basically doing a, a a a song saying straight up, or not even basically saying, but he literally says, "I see energy, I don't see gender." Yeah, that's some ballsy stuff in in a hip hop context and a black community to come out and be like, "I don't care if you're male, female, whatever. I don't care I what it. gender you call yourself." I just want to see what your energy's like, and then we can be together. Nobody's doing that. Props to freaking Sid for making real R&B, right? And not tr- bothering to try and preface her songs with as if she's talking to some boy when we know she isn't, <laughs> right? Just straight up being like, girl, I'm going to do Michael Ford. <laughs> just saying. I'm I'm not talking to anybody in particular, George Michael, Queen Latifah, MC Light. I'm talking to nobody in particular. Just saying. She didn't waste no time. She comes out and sings girl because she knows who she's talking to and she's not going to hide so, it or put it behind a bunch Frank of explanations. Frank did it on his first debut single. That's right. Big mainstream release. Think, yep. of, you know, think about you. He's talking to a boy. It clearly says boy. He yeah. is talking to a boy. To a male. Just about to say. Like, they deserve some credit. Freaking Tyler walking around with a blonde wig. Like, they are into their art. They're really artists and they really make good, creative, fun stuff. And it's why I don't really look out 
for albums or releases from that many people. But when Tyler's dropping something, if Sid is dropping something, if the internet is dropping something, if Earl's dropping something, I'm there for it. Their music Sign me up. well, and I think it's going to continue to age well because they can fit outside of hip hop as well. Um, they just they're crossing over to the point where they're not really fully hip hop, and I think that's just a where creatives tend to go. Maybe hip hop was the gateway drug, but now they're <laughs> in this other universe, and I'm all for it. It's just good music that I could go back every single time to, and and it doesn't. It does. It never gets stale. Yes, I would like Earl to make albums longer than fifteen minutes. <laughs> but you know what he does give is is a completely different part of that whole collective, and and it works for him. And um, but yeah, man, I, I I if you're gonna if you're new to this and you're new to our future, I mean, just just look at the catalog. There's there's several albums you could go into. The ones that I would suggest if you're really into that lyrical stuff that you it's not hard to find. You're not gonna find the streaming is Earl's debut album, and um, mm-hmm. it's called Earl. And uh, yeah. no idols with Damo Genesis, completely, completely all produced by the Alchemist, wow. and it has heavy hitters. Alchemist, they had Action Bronson, Freddie Gibbs, um, mm-hmm. Smoke Dizza, like the lineup is stacked. Prodigy, um, mm-hmm. so it's like you could tell people were fucking with them on that side of things, and anything Tyler puts out is just a listening experience so go check those things out so love days sure. good to see you my man i hope you know i'm yeah. glad you're safe and all that good stuff Same. everybody if you're new to the show i know you're so used to kalina and 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 mm-hmm. guests you know we gotta change it up from time to time so we'll see more so love day throughout the 2001 for things like this uh conversation uh you know topics and stuff so if you want us to talk about something or hear our thoughts about things though feel free to hit us up on social media koshala podcast everywhere else everywhere it's your love day everywhere um we got next up we have uh, our uh, body bag band chino xl is coming up next bodega bam's coming up we have a, a couple other uh, surprises and look out for the vinyls via tough con um, that's going to yeah. come out real soon. Um, you know, so shout out to the expert and Kalina for that. We appreciate everyone coming for the, you know, on board for the ride. And we got more surprises for the, throughout the whole year. So keep that, uh, keep that tax money in the pocket. <laughs> uh, podcast, sure love day cheese. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Peace.